When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. All right, let's start the show off with some feedback from you guys. Uh, on iTunes, 8-Bit Dad gave a five-star review. Thank you so much for that. He says, uh, the show is fantastic. I love it. The format is great and probably helped by the fact that I could listen to RJS read the shopping list. That's very awesome, and don't forget to pick up batteries. I appreciate the review. Uh, Chris writes in about NBA Playgrounds. Uh, he said, so I was really torn on if I was going to pick this up or not. I got, I just got done with my first two matches. I feel exactly like I did after playing NBA Street for the first time. NBA Street's not actually a game I ever played. Uh, I played NBA Jam, and I don't know how the two are different, but personally I feel like NBA Playgrounds feels very much like NBA, or looks like uh, NBA Jam very much. Uh, he says, the game is fantastic, it actually runs really smooth, and I haven't even noticed that there are no shadows. Um, the reason he's bringing that up, like, for those of you wondering, how could he say that he hasn't noticed no shadows, since he just said that there's no shadows, uh, he had read, uh, I, I was talking to him, and he said that he had read that there were no shadows in the game, and he hadn't really noticed it, so that's good. Uh, he says it, it runs really well in handheld mode, and the game is a lot of fun to play, so good. Uh, I personally have not picked up uh, NBA Playgrounds, I've decided that I'm going to wait not having any on my guess is that this is a game where even if they have online which they said that they're going to patch in a few days afterward even if they have online it's not going to be as fun as as um couch co-op would or um you know sitting next to somebody and playing would be so you know i'm i'm i know that like last time i was kind of hyped for nba um playgrounds but what i think that i really want is for at at uh at E3 for Nintendo, and we'll talk about E3 in a second. Uh, but for Nintendo to announce that they're bringing Virtual Console out, uh, the Virtual Console, uh, like they said before, is going to have some uh, online games, so old games that you're now able to play online. And I think it would be really cool if NBA Jam was one of them. Uh, I would, I think that I would prefer to play NBA Jam, even though I haven't even given NBA Playgrounds a shot yet. You know what I think the NBA Playgrounds needs to do? I think that they need to put a demo on the eShop. If they put a demo, if the game's good enough and they put a demo out there, it's going to sell. I think that a demo would be a really good way to go. It, it totally sold me on Puyo Puyo Tetris. When when I played the demo for Puyo Puyo Tetris the first time, I was like, oh my god, this is a really good game. Uh, I'm ex I was really excited for the game. And before that, it was just a game that I had ordered just because my wife likes puzzle games. So, I don't know. I think the NBA Playgrounds, if you're listening, and you should be, uh, you need to get a demo of NBA Playgrounds out on the eShop so that people will play it, and then 
then they'll buy it, especially because it's only $20. And, you know, make it so that you can only play one quarter or something, just long enough so that people get a feel for what the game is. One of the reasons I ended up not picking it up is because most of the time, the people who I play couch games with are my eight-year-old son and my wife. And my son's pretty good with a controller, so he'd probably be able to pick it up pretty well. But I've heard that the game's controls are a little on the difficult side. Like, they're not as, um, what's the word I'm looking for, intuitive as they should be. You know, that means my wife probably wouldn't enjoy it that much. And so, because there's no online right away, I wouldn't really get to play it as much as I like. And I I certainly would not want to play the game solo. Although, you know, I say that out loud. And then I, immediately what pops into mind is how much time I've spent playing Mario Kart by myself, like not even online, just doing 200cc. So maybe I'm full of it. Who knows? All right. Anyway, that was feedback. Thanks so much. If if you are looking for a way to uh, give feedback to the show, uh, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can do that. You can just use the Discord. Just go to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. I can't talk. And um, you, we have conversations going on there all the time. So head on over and, and have a great conversation with us. You could send an email at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You could holler at me on Twitter at, at, at runjumpstomp on Twitter. Or you could use the hashtag AskSwitchCraft, which I always search for that before I uh, do an episode. So let's jump into the news. That wasn't so bad. All right. Today, Nintendo told us their E3 plans for E3 2017. They told us in a tweet, as all important things uh, happen in tweets, and it says, Join us during E3 2017 as we bring you the latest on this year's Nintendo Switch and 3DS games, including Super Mario Odyssey. All right, so they also included a graphic. And it says E3 2017, June 13th to 15th, uh, Nintendo Spotlight on June 13th at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune in to e3.nintendo.com for a look at Nintendo Switch games for 2017, including Super Mario Odyssey. Boy, that's uh, there's some really interesting phrasing there that I'll come back to. Uh, Nintendo Treehouse Live will follow starting immediately after the Nintendo Spotlight. Enjoy Nintendo Switch and Nintendo 3DS gameplay with Treehouse members and developers. Okay, so they're following the same format as before, and then they're also going to be having live tournaments on June 13th and 14th. Uh, tune in to see 2017 Splatoon 2 uh, World Inkling Invitational and the 2017 Arms Open Invitational live from the Nintendo E3 booth. All right, now let's get back to that interesting wording. In the Nintendo Spotlight, they said, Tune in to look at Nintendo Switch games for 2017. Now, in the text of the tweet, it says, This year's Nintendo Switch and 3DS games. So, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we are not going to be hearing anything about 2018. I could be wrong. Maybe they didn't think that, uh, you know, have a conversation about how they're wording this, but... They are, they've said it's this year's stuff and that it's 2017 stuff. And so 
my guess is that we aren't going to be hearing anything about 2018 stuff. Now, why is Nintendo doing this? I think that they've probably got a very good reason. Let's look at how they did the Switch. All right, they announced the Switch in October. In January, or was it November? It was the end of October, I believe. Uh, then in January, they they actually told us about it. With only three months before the launch. Because it, mar- it launched at the March 3rd. Nintendo saw a lot of success with the Switch. And they didn't give themselves a whole lot of lead time. They, they kept us guessing for a really long time. I mean, we all knew that there was a new system coming out. All they told us was that it was called the Switch. Actually, no, they didn't even tell us it was called the Switch. Uh, in, in, in October, they just showed us that it was a, a tablet that you could put the controls on and off. And they introduced us to everybody's favorite meme, Karen, and then showed us you could play it at a rooftop party. Then, fast forward to January, they finally say the the name of it, the price, and the day it's coming out only three months later. I think that Nintendo is looking at how the Switch was received, and they're probably saying, we don't want, we kind of want to have a short hype cycle. Having a long hype cycle could cause problems. So I think that Nintendo is going to be spending this E3 talking about stuff that we probably either already know about or stuff that is coming out this year. So let's see what we already know about. Um, Let me bring up the calendar. And when I look at the calendar, well, first off, we've got ARMS coming out the last day of E3, or maybe it's the the day after the last day of E3. I'm not sure which. Um, That comes out on the 16th of June. Then uh, we've got and I'm just going to look at first-party stuff. So we've got a big June tentpole re- release. And then right after that, we've got Splatoon 2, which comes out July 21st. Now, are they going to talk about those two games? Probably. They've got... Both of them has has a, a, a tournament going on at E... Sorry, at E3. So I'm sure that we're going to be spending some time finding out more about that, about those games. Um... But what else can they talk about? And again, I'm just going to be focusing on first-party stuff. Although the Treehouse is probably going to have a bunch of third-party stuff up there. But mostly we're going to probably going to probably be looking at first-party stuff. Now, other than those two games, the only other big tentpole release that I see from Nintendo, not third-party stuff, because there's plenty of third-party stuff coming to the Switch, is Super Mario Odyssey. That's coming out in fall. It seems like there's a hole in... a a video game-shaped hole in September. And Nintendo isn't putting anything out in September. So maybe there's a place in September for Nintendo to bring something out. What would they bring out? I'm not sure. I think that... I mean, if Nintendo wants to shock the world and get... I mean, they would completely steal E3 from everybody else. They would walk away with the, the not looking at the explosion, if you guys get, get my meaning. 
if they just if at E three they said new Metroid, bam, and then it's coming out in September, like there would be some animated gifs of the hype train. I'm just saying. So I don't know what we're gonna see. Maybe they'll be maybe they'll say that there's a new Animal Crossing. Maybe they're gonna say that there's um what else are we missing that we absolutely need? Maybe oh, here you go. I got it. I figured it out. September. And and by the way, this is not a prediction show because I'm not really thinking about this ahead of time. I'm just kind of spitballing here. I bet you that right now in September, there's a hole that would perfectly be um, fit by Smash Brothers. If Smash Brothers Deluxe came out in September, that would really move systems. And it would keep that hype train rolling, which Nintendo needs to do. Now, with them only talking about stuff that's coming out in 2017, boy, that just really surprises me. I, And if you've ever listened to my other show, I've talked about this before, how I think that comp- game companies need to learn to shut up until it's ready. I wonder if Nintendo is learning this, that shutting up until it's ready is a really good move. Like, when we look at what... Um, Todd Howard did when Bethesda un- unveiled Fallout 4. They said, bam, it's coming out this year, and here's a little taste with Fallout Shelter that you can play now, like right now, and it was great. It was a really good way to hype that game, where then then you turn around and you look at what companies like Square Enix do, where they're like, hey, we're working on Final Fantasy VII. It might come out in five years. And then every year at E3, they're like, hey, is Final Fantasy VII coming out? Well, no, we're still working on it. I don't mind that they're taking their time to work on it. What bothers me is they tell us about it way too soon. I think Nintendo's finally understanding that. My guess is either Nintendo has something hidden up its sleeve that they're going to unveil for like a September release. Or... Nintendo's going to have a pretty threadbare E3, and there's not going to be much to talk about. Um, Maybe this year's E3 will mirror last year's E3, where last year it was just all Zelda. Maybe this year it's just all Mario, and that's just what they're going to be focused on, is just Mario everywhere. As, As... franchises go it's it's hard to argue with with um with that because mario is going to sell like crazy especially because the switch is doing really really well and i think that unless nintendo has a big secret that they're going to talk about this year i think it's best for them to just shut up about next year and focus on mario and it seems like that's what they might do I feel like just in the last 10 minutes of talking about this, I may have flipped and flopped back and forth multiple times where I've had one idea and then talked myself out of it and then talked myself back into it. So what do you guys think? Do you think that Nintendo is going to unveil something big at E3 that's going to go into that September spot that seems just a little bit empty? Or do you think that they're just going to focus on Mario and not say anything about 2018? Or... Last choice, do you think that I'm completely wrong about the 2018 thing and that we're going to hear about stuff that's coming out next year? Oh, man, also, isn't Xenoblade 2 supposed to come out this year? I didn't see that on the list. 
I wonder. Maybe that's the other thing. Hello, look! You know, it occurs to me that there's a chance that Nintendo might just feature... And I know, I, I said that I was done with that topic, but I've decided to talk about it some more. Uh, Nintendo may just spend most of E3 featuring third parties. Uh, and that would be really good for them. And speaking of third parties, uh, EA has basically said that they are excited for the Switch. The CEO of EA, Andrew Wilson, he said that the company is very bullish on the Nintendo Switch. And he said that he was excited to bring an entirely new ecosystem into the fold. Uh, he noted that EA is considering bringing more of its games to the system in addition to the previously announced FIFA 18. He also reiterated EA's relationship with Nintendo. Uh, so here's the question. What games is it that EA is making that you guys want to come to the Switch? I mean, I'm sure that it's a bunch of sports games. And I wouldn't probably get any of those. However, I'm sure that I'm the, minor the minority. There's a lot of people out there that really like sports games, especially simulation sports games like Madden and uh, the, the show. I think that's the baseball one. EA bringing those games to the Switch would really help Nintendo. I don't think, and I, I may have said otherwise in the past, but... You know, today, on May 11th, 2017, I don't think that Nintendo needs third parties to make the Switch a success. Would third parties make the Switch more successful? Of course. But I think right now, with or without um, the big third parties, I think Nintendo's got uh, a, a hit on its hands. So... What games would come to the Switch for EA? I'm sure that the sports games would come, and they would bring players. And then because more players come for the latest Madden, then I think that a lot more other companies would follow suit. And so the reason I'm excited about this is not because I care about EA's games in particular, but because that's a signal to other companies that this is a successful platform and if you want to compete this is where you want your games to be and that means that there's probably going to be some company making some awesome game that i'm going to want to play that wouldn't be there if ea hadn't decided to get excited or bullish about the switch so i'm just curious what games from ea's franchises are you excited to come to the Switch other than the sports games? Because we all know that the sports games are very exciting to many people. Now, I've said about 12 times that I don't care about sports games, but having the sports games on a portable system where you can just pull that, uh, pull the system out, uh, sit down and challenge somebody to uh, game of Madden, that would be kind of cool. That's kind of compelling. <laughs> Speaking of things coming to the Switch, there is a game called Flat Heroes, which looks a little bit like, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there's a game on Steam called Super Crate Box, uh, which you are a little square with a gun, and there are monsters falling from the top of the screen, 
and there are little boxes, which if you stop and hit one of those boxes, you pick up a different gun and you drop your old gun and you got to kill the monsters before they get to the bottom. If they get to the bottom, they come back out from the top as extra powerful. Um, now, Flat Heroes is a game that reminds me of Super Crate Box. Um, this, it's a little more minimalistic. It has less, it, like Super Crate Box is really more of an 8-bit style game. Uh, whereas Flat Heroes seems more of um, like the color palette seems like it would be at home on a uh, on an iPhone or something like that. And the thing that I that that I think of other than Super Crate Box when I look at uh, um, Flat Heroes is Super Meat Boy. This looks a lot like just the way that the box that you're moving around on the screen moves. It moves like Super Meat Boy does. And if you don't know anything about Super Meat Boy, it's a very um, precise platformer, uh, and it's a very fun game. I've I've never beat it, I've, but I have played it, and it's it's really good. Uh, it's won many awards, I believe. And uh, Flat Heroes also coming to the Switch, so there you go. I wonder if I wonder if Super Meat Boy would come to the Switch. That'd be kind of cool. All right. The last bit of news is that Kimishima. Uh, president and CEO of Nintendo has has reconfirmed that Animal Crossing Mobile is coming out this fiscal year, so sometime before next April. I think a lot of people assumed it was going to be sooner than that, but now it can be all the way until next April. He said um, in a briefing Q&A, he says, as I discussed during the previous corporate management policy briefing, we will release the Animal Crossing application for smart devices during the fiscal year, um, during this fiscal year, sorry, we will announce the specific release date before we commence the distribution, uh, as, as people tend to do. They're not going to make an announcement after it's already on the store. But Animal Crossing seems like a game that I would absolutely love to have on my phone if I could spend $50 on it and never have to spend money on it again. But I'm almost positive that Nintendo has learned from what they've done in the past. I mean, everybody told Nintendo, you can't price a game at $10 and expect it to do well on mobile, because people on mobile seem to think that for some reason, video games and everything should just be free. Oh my gosh, this thing costs a dollar? I can't imagine spending a dollar for that. That'll be ten ninety five for your coffee, sir. Oh, here you go. Animal Crossing seems... Eh, well, before we get to Animal Crossing, let's... Fire Emblem Heroes. Fire Emblem Heroes has made way more money for Nintendo than the Mario Run did. And that's because it used the... It used the monetization model that everybody told Nintendo that they are supposed to be using on a mobile platform. Which sucks, because that means that people are spending more than they would if they just buy the game outright. If you could just buy Fire Emblem Heroes just outright and never have to pay a dime, I think that I would play it. But because there's that chance of microtransactions. It kind of scares people off, or at least it scares me off. It scares core gamers off, I think. 
Now, Animal Crossing is not a game for quote-unquote core gamers. It is a very casual game, but it also seems to be the kind of game that is absolutely ripe with microtransactions. Oh, here's the uh, here's the Mario couch. Uh, that'll be 99 cents. Here's, well, they probably wouldn't price it th like that. They would probably say, um, you know, you buy 10,000 bells for $10 and then you can buy a couch for, uh, for, uh, I don't know, for, for 728 bells. So that way you don't ever really know what you're spending. That's kind of the trick with these games. They get you to spend the money on the bells and then you spend the bells because you're like, well, I already have the bells. It doesn't matter. I can spend them on whatever I want. I've already got them. And then you don't really know how much things cost because there's not like an even transaction. I wonder if, I, I don't know if I've explained that well enough. Anyway, Animal Crossing is coming out in less than a year. We don't know when, but when it does, hide your wallets, everyone. I'm a number one. Okay, well, I said that I was it for news, but I, there's just a quick PSA that I want you guys to know about. Um, and that's that uh, you can now store your credit card information on the Nintendo Switch eShop. I don't understand why this wasn't uh, built in from day one. It's kind of crazy. I guarantee, I guarantee that Nintendo has lost some sales because somebody went to buy something. Like, it actually happened to me. So, I had bought things on the eShop previously. Then Kimiko came out, and I've talked about Kimiko on the on the show before, and it was a five dollars. That's an impulse purchase purchase, you know? It's a five dollar game. And I thought, well, I'll 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 try it out. It's five bucks. What's the big deal? So I went to buy it, and I didn't have my credit card like in my pocket. So I had to like go in the other room to get it. So I get to the eShop and I go to buy it and it's like, insert your credit card information. I was like, well, I did that before. I really don't feel like getting up to do it. So I guess I'll do it some other time. And a couple of days passed. And then I went to buy it. I was like, oh yeah, I was going to check out Kamiko. So then I loaded up. Oh crap, I don't have my credit card with me. I guess I'll do it some other time. I bet that there's quite a few people who have done that. Who have gone to buy something, but their credit card information wasn't saved. And so they were just like, ah, I'll do it some other time. And Nintendo lost out on an impulse buy. And people do impulse buy things all the time. So it's really good that Nintendo now has the credit card information stored on your on, on the Switch eShop. Incidentally, I did end up picking up Kamiko. It's pretty cool. Uh, I really like trying to get the, the combos up high. I'm going to talk about the game some other time, though. What game I do want to talk about is a game that does not exist. A game that I really, really want, and it's so weird because I've spent a lot of time talking today about sports ball games, and a game that I really want that does not exist is a baseball game from Nintendo. Now, I want this game to be a casual game, not a simulation game, and when I was a kid, one of my favorite things to do is my friends and I, we would ride down on our bikes to the nearby shop, and we would pick up New York Seltzer, which was this weird fruit soda stuff. We would get Dippin' Sticks, which is like this candy stick that you lick and then you stick into a bag of sugar, basically. Awesome stuff. And we would get baseball cards. And then we would take the baseball cards home like good Americans, and we would 
open up the baseball cards and talk about who, uh, what cards we had gotten. And we would, of course, throw that disgusting gum away. Now, I don't know if baseball cards are really still a thing other than with old dudes like me. I mean, I don't collect baseball cards. It's not something I'm really interested in. However, what would make me interested in baseball cards is if there was a casual baseball game for the Switch that had Amiibo-based baseball cards. And so you could get... And I'm going to show my age because I don't watch sports and I don't know who the current sports ball man of the hour is. But you could go down to the shop. You could buy a pack of baseball cards. You know, you open them up. You get five, six cards there. And, you know, oh, my gosh, there's Jose Canseco. A lot of a lot of younger listeners are like, what's a Jose Canseco? He used to be a baseball player. Maybe he still is. I don't know. But anyway, then you can tap that onto your Switch and unlock him. Now, when I say that, people are like, what? I don't want to have to buy parts in order to get the all of the players. I totally get what you're, say- what you're saying. So here's my proposition for this Amiibo baseball game that I'm talking about. All of the characters are on the teams that they play for. So if you want to have Daryl Strawberry, he plays for, I don't know, the Mets. I don't know who he plays for, played for. All right, so he he's on the team that he is actually on, and you can use that team. But if you make your own team, you can only make it from, sure enough, the, the um, Amiibo baseball cards. Now, as you win games with your team you can get you can make a team that has you know just your friends names in it so let's say that you make a team and you i don't know how many players are on a baseball team we'll pretend that there's 10 i'm sure that there's more all right so you you name your your you name the characters or the players on the game after 10 of your friends as you win games you unlock a currency the currency can be used to buy other players you know maybe you get Ken Mattingly from the Yankees. I don't know if that's who he played for. All right. So maybe you get Ken Mattingly from the Yankees, and now he plays on your team. That's pretty cool. Or you can also get them through the Amiibo card. So you open up the package. You get Daryl Strawberry. You tap it on your um, Switch, and now that card goes into your your team. So now you have the option to get Daryl Strawberry without spending the currency that you get just from playing the game. That I think is a really compelling baseball game. And I think that it would be incredibly fun and Nintendo would make a whole bunch of money and then maybe even make another Amiibo. That's like a, I don't know, an MLB logo Amiibo or something. And you can tap that to your switch and it'll store your team on it. And then you could take that to a friend's house and you tap it on their switch. And now you can play on your team and they can play on their team. And because it's a, it's not a simulation game, because it's just an arcade style game, you could have, you know, you could have the game not use uh, the full Joy-Con. You can just have it use one Joy-Con instead of two if you want. And I think that that would be really fun. In fact, you could even have uh, motion controls turned on for swinging and pitching. 
that was that was a really fun way to play the baseball game on the Wii. Anyway, it's just a game that I kind of thought of. I was uh, the only, the whole reason that it came to mind is because we were talking about it in um on my stream. We were talking about games that we want for the Switch, and it just kind of popped in my head. And I think I'd actually talked about it a long time ago, back when we first back when they first announced that there were going to be um, amiibos that could just be in a in a in a card. And we all know that Nintendo has a pedigree with baseball. I mean, uh, the owner of Nintendo back in the 90s, I believe, he even owned the the Mariners. Seattle Mariners? I think that's who it is. Uh, he even owned the Mariners back in the day. So it's it's not like it would be a big surprise. It's not like they don't know the game. And I think really the only big stumbling block is right now, who has the license to make video games for MLB? I don't know. Hopefully, Nintendo can get that. And Nintendo, if you're listening, you make this game, you know, just, I will buy it. I will. And I bet you a lot of other people will, too. And it's not something that can be done on other systems, either. So it will sell systems, as well. Just a, just a thought. All right, everybody, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story I missed, let me know. Go right back to the beginning of the show, and you can listen to the ways to let me know. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can do so in multiple ways. You can just head on over to runjumpstomp.com support, and you'll have my link there for my Amazon affiliate page, which costs you nothing, I, my Patreon, which costs you something, uh, up to you how much, and um, my brain stopped for a moment. I can't remember what I was going to say. So I'm going to stop talking now, and you guys have an awesome one. I'll see you next time.